You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein and... We didn't expect this, I don't think. It is Monday, January 9th, after the Packers have lost to the Detroit Lions at home. Sunday Night Football. Um, all they had to do was win, and they were in the playoffs. And unfortunately, they lost 20-16. to 16 And uh, it feels like how only the 2022 Packers can lose a game. So, <laughs> Barry, how are you doing? We didn't expect this to end so abruptly. It's so disappointing and it's just so classic Packers, like everything about this game. And I'm sure we'll get into all the bits of it was just like a compounding of all of their issues all season. And I think it's extra disappointing because I never thought that this team was good enough to make a push. Like I wasn't thinking that, you know, they would make it to the Super Bowl, but there would be something so rewarding about being able to turn the season around just enough to sneak into the playoffs or wild card spot, even if they lose, even if they get blown out by the 49ers in the first round, like to be able to say, like, look at what we were able to do at least with the second half of our season. And then, you know, and no matter what, right. It's the last game at Lambeau for a lot of these guys, like feel like you're, reminded of what it's like to come in and play on your home turf which it seems like no one is afraid of Lambo anymore but instead they completely shit the bed they do all of the things that made them struggle the first half of the season in general and played real I mean this is what we said going into this game right our key to this game was win the turnover battle be better in the red zone play clean ball and they did none of those things and that's why they lost. Yeah, it felt very similar to the first game that took place in Detroit. Um, and I mean, if you look at the game on paper, you know, which we talked about last time too, the Packers were in, you know, a really favorable position for a lot of this. Um, they had almost identical rushing yards. The difference, of course, being that the, the Lions scored two rushing touchdowns. Packers did not. Um, only two sacks against Green Bay, one sack, you know, for the Packers defense against Jared Goff. You know, the Lions fumbled once, but they didn't lose their fumble. Mm -hmm. You know, the Packers lost a fumble. They had two turnovers that way. So just really tough to see, you know, everything that 
that we talked about the way that they were able to, you know, respond. And I, I don't know about you, but I thought after the Vikings game, like that writing that high of most points scored in the season, you know, you're going up against an NFC North opponent that you have like a lot of history and animosity and bad blood with like Lambeau field, obviously selling out 78,000 people there again, maybe Aaron Rodgers' last game at Lambeau Fields, you know, all things considered, it just, it it really fizzled when I think we all expected it to to be a little bit more impactful. Yeah, and they just needed to go in and win. That's all they needed to do. And as soon as the Seahawks won, I felt really uneasy because I knew that Dan Campbell and the Lions were going to come into this game and play no matter what the situation was. And this almost gave them the opportunity to like, pull all the tricks out of the bag that we saw, you know, not care, go for it on fourth down because they have nothing to lose. And it was just the exact wrong formula for this Packers team to go up against. But to me, this game and this loss is on the offense. Um, The defense kept them in this game. They kept the Lions to six points in the first half. The Packers had multiple trips down to the red zone. They all resulted in field goals you're not going to win games if you're kicking field goals. I don't care who your opponent is. And then, of course, in the second half, Detroit, like I said, does not care. They're pulling trick plays out because it doesn't matter. They get a touchdown to take the lead, and they're only up by four. And that's all that it takes against this Packers team who simply cannot get any kind of rhythm going on offense. Rodgers was not seeing the field well at all. I don't think he played well at all in this game. Obviously, he threw a pick, almost had another pick, had a pick turned over by a face mask. Like, he was not playing well. He wasn't attacking the middle of the field. And they kind of had their number in the run game, which when the Packers don't play balance, they just don't have the manpower to pass, really, against any secondary so it just all kind of fell apart when I think they couldn't get one touchdown in the first half if they had gotten into the end zone I think one of those three times this game would be completely different they would have won yeah and I mean you know even when the Packers were up 16 to 13 it just didn't feel safe you know I know we talked about this after the Vikings game where you wanted the temporary expectations because, you know, we saw obviously the Vikings come back from the Colts deficit and, you know, but you know, this, that felt, you know, towards the end of that game, really promising for the Packers and the way that they were able to turn their season around, even going up, you know, seven points um, against, or three points, I guess, at the end when it was 16 to 13, it just, I, I just felt like it was going to slip away from them. And it feels like there's always a turning point. And I don't want to put the blame on Aaron Jones solely, but there's always like a big momentum shift that you can feel. Yes. And I think, like you said, not being able to score when the Packers got down into the red zone, there was the field goal. I think the field goal too changed a lot. You know, just the way that the way that it doinked in last week for this to doink out, just, it felt like, you know, the Packers just needed a couple things to bounce their way. And this game was nothing was bouncing their way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and the biggest stat to me is that when the Packers lose the turnover battle, they lose the game. And so I knew immediately when Aaron Jones fumbled and Aaron Rodgers threw the pick and the defense wasn't making plays, that that was, that's the telling stat. That's it. And in my mind, I'm thinking this defense needs to make a big play or special teams has to make a big play and get the Packers into really good, like, field position because that turnover battle is the ultimate tell for how this Packer Packers team plays. And I said it, I've said it for weeks now, you can't rely on turnovers to win. You just, you can't, you have to play as clean ball as possible. But if your focus is on picking off a quarterback three times and that's how you win games, it's just not going to happen every time. And of course the lions are going to play like, a little bit more conservatively keep away a bit because they don't need to pass the ball. They don't need to win this game. I'm surprised they even were passing in the fourth quarter because they could have just kept running it down the Packers throats with Jamal Williams and it would have been fine. Um, But it was just one thing after another and just, just so sloppy. I mean, Rasul Douglas came on Twitter and kind of explained why he knocked the ball away because apparently the Packers called a timeout. So he didn't want the kicker to get a free kick practice kick out of it. But like punching the guy after you do that, so unacceptable. Quay Walker, I have no nothing to say. Like completely, completely unacceptable behavior. Just like penalties up the wazoo. Stupid. Just stupid things that kept the Lions in the game. And that's a kind of like discipline that absolutely should not be showing up ever but especially not at the end of the season when the game's on the line and, or just, I mean, ever, but just like you've played 18 weeks now, like that stuff's got to get out of your system. Like you're done here. You, you have to be more disciplined than that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's really tough too, because we've talked about the way that this team has been able to respond to adversity. And I thought that the middle part of the season was a really good Testament to that. Like, you know, a lot of, you know, pundits, we, on the show kind of were writing them off at four and eight and we're like you know this is just it for the season like you want to see how Matt LaFleur can get his guys to respond and rally and then they went on a four game win streak and it's eight and eight and it's win and you're in and then all these weird silly mental lapses start happening again where you know they were so locked in and so focused and Aaron Rodgers had kind of said that you know he felt like things started to turn around when the Packers were down to the Bears And that's, you know, when they came back and were able to win that game, that's kind of where the momentum shifted and they felt like practice was different and the energy was different. And, you know, you noticed it with the way that the, like the defense felt like it had more swagger. The offense had, you know, their orchestra last week, their like symphony celebration guys were more united. And then, yeah, I, this is like the, the biggest moment of your season where all you need to do is win the football game at home with your fans to get into the playoffs and all the mental errors come back. And I don't know if it's a coaching thing, if it's a player thing, if it's the pressure, if it's all the above, but I I don't like going back to the adversity thing because I think we've seen Matt LaFleur's team respond to adversity. So I think that's, that question has been answered. I just don't understand, I guess, where the lapse comes in then when there's these, these big moments. Yep. Yeah, and I felt like there were so many things that the Packers' offense was doing well, and then they kind of got away from it, and then it just totally goes out the window when they get into the 20s. Like, Aaron Jones was running the ball well, but at the same time, like, him and A.J. Dillon combined for 21 carries. Like, that just doesn't feel like enough. 
Yeah. yeah uh, it's just not that you're not, you tell me that stat after the game. I'm like, they they lost. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that they won that game. And Christian Watson was doing everything when he got the ball, but Rogers was missing him when he was open or quite frankly, didn't even throw to him. There was one throw I've been thinking about along the sideline. I think it was a drop by Lazard and Christian Watson was running up the middle of the field wide open and just missed him. And like, that's the other thing is just Rogers so adverse to attacking the middle of the field. And I don't really understand why, because the Packers like passing offense is really good across the middle of the field. You've seen Christian Watson on those slants. You've seen Robert Tunyon up the seam. Like those are things that they actually like excel at. And sure, maybe this line's offense was defending those routes properly, but his just propensity to just chuck it down the sideline and hope his guy wins like a 50, 50 ball. It's lo- it, it lost it is losing them games. Like it lost them this game. He threw two bad balls that one, both should have been intercepted. Obviously like the face mask was a real penalty. So I'm glad it was called back, but just unable to pick apart a defense that isn't very good. Low one of the lowest ranked in the league and the lions had nothing to play for. And the Packers had everything to play for they were playing their motivation going into the game was keeping the Packers. They wanted to keep the Packers out of the playoffs more than the Packers wanted to be in the playoffs. Yeah. That's the energy that was on that field. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 